Welcome to Wellbeing. Thank you for joining us. I'm Susie Tapley, founder of MAST, a center for well-being on Nantucket and beyond. This is where we have curious, compassionate conversations about what makes each of us well. Today, I'm delighted to be in conversation with Astrid Schmidt. Astrid is a seasoned psychotherapist, social worker, and coach who nurtures her clients' exploration towards healing and personal truth. Her coaching sessions go far beyond talk therapy and help you slow down, process, and consider things in a new way. I was drawn to Astrid because of our shared belief that everything we need is already within us and that all of our power lies in the now. She is a true light worker, a walking embodiment of the practices she teaches, and an example of a real human having a beautiful experience. It's my pleasure to welcome Astrid to the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me. My pleasure. So I, before we started, I was just sharing with you how much I love what you do because Hmm. your work is so profound. It's so needed in the world, but you have taken what can often be heavy interpersonal work and made it light and approachable and transformative. And I think the real thing that really um, speaks to me personally and what I'm super excited to participate in the program that you're offering at MAST is because it feels very much like there's a teacher-student reciprocity and you're really guiding people to learn how to embrace their emotions and uncover patterns in their life. So mm. can you share with us a little about your process in your own words and how you how you came to this? Yeah, thank you so much. I mean, I think I've been doing this work 17 years, a social worker for 20 years. So I've been sitting with people, you know, day in and day out. And it really um, has been a, a huge privilege, you know, to sit with people and to see what works in healing and what doesn't and why is that. (laughs) Um, And I think my own, you know, just my own path and my own commitment to, I I hesitate to use the word happiness, It's but um, I feel really passionate about my own inner quality, like Mm. creating and commanding a quality of like peace and Mm -hmm. joy and living a joyful life, you know. and so to me, it sort of made sense that the work, I wasn't interested in in our work being like drudgery or being like feeling heavy or feeling like um, we should be relating to it in a way that feels like drudgery or like um, doomed <laughs> or like, you know, just to be like, that's not a life I want to live into. And that's not right. what I would want to guide people toward because it's not inspiring. And I feel like when we're inspired, it, we're kind of more uh, like going toward self. And that's what I'm really interested in is helping guide folks toward and myself toward the capital S self, you know, mm-hmm. and that feels like when we're in that heading in that direction, um, there's more ease, grace, flow, synchronicity, you know, and that to me feels like how do we sort of eliminate the um, the things that are in our channel, you know, whether it's patterning, trauma, um, limiting beliefs, like, you know, these things that we might have been imprinted with, but we do not have to carry with us mm. throughout our lives. Yes. Oh my gosh, I love that. The things that mm-hmm. are sitting within us that don't serve us. And that mm-hmm. not, and a lot of it isn't ours. Now, yeah, might not, might, I mean, there's things in our childhood we can point to, or maybe we're carrying our mothers or grandmothers, you know, where mm-hmm. we don't, it's probably not, a lot of it's not even ours. Mm-hmm. Um, so but- I love, I love your work around emotion. And I think that, um, I think, I think the, 
I think what you, how you're working with clients and how you're how you're moving in the world is really needed in the world at this moment because people are having a very hard time yes. managing their emotions and yeah. even identifying their emotions. And so one of the things that really struck out at me that I feel is a really radical approach to connecting back to ourselves is that you have this beautiful view of not pathologizing people and mm. of really seeing what that says to me is that you really see people in their wholeness and you're mm-hmm. teaching people how to embrace their emotion and use it as a guidepost and somewhere in the beautiful readings that I had done about your offerings I came across um, something about pain and how um, you know to really be with pain and in difficult emotions and let them be a teacher. So will you share with us the power of doing that? And for anyone who says, God, I just don't want to feel that, right? I don't want to feel, I'm afraid to do inner child work and inner work because I'm afraid of what's going to come up. How do you respond to that piece? Hmm. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I think we live, you know, a big part of my work, I'm really passionate about heal as a clinical social worker, but uh, as someone who works more holistically and, and spiritually, um, I feel like part of the sort of mental health culture is to be like, we've been sort of like educated mm-hmm. um, to be afraid of our feelings and to feel like if that's, if we're feeling something negative, that's bad, that's pathological, a sign of disease. Um, and so it's not, it's, I feel like it's through no fault of our own that that's part of what we, you know, to me, I feel like there's of course a need for clinical care um, but I'm, I'm interested in just in expanding really passionate about expanding that conversation because part of what clinical culture doesn't teach is how to be with pain. You know, it's like, it's something mm-hmm. that's like, you know, we're asked to sort of numb or, or, or thwart when pain is really emotional pain, especially is something that's like, it's bearing testimony. It's our emotional bodies are like demonstrating something that's true, you know, yes. or something that like we've been carrying like depression that we, that like is needing to actually be received by us. Oh, not, yes. yeah. not sort of, you know, boarded up behind a door. Mm-hmm. And so on a practical level, I feel like, um, and this is why I love inner child work actually, because it's a way to make going toward pain feel safer. Because if we imagine that like our depression is this like disease or something that like, you know, is going, is feels dangerous or scary, which it can, because depression, we can talk about this separately. <laughs> it's like, it's, you know, it's, it's our sort of capital S self stalking us. Right. And it's sort of like, mm, come this way, you know, like you're out of alignment. And if we, and if we go toward the depression and actually move toward healing it, we will come into deeper alignment with self. Um, but when we think about it, our pain is like an inner child or, or wherever we go emotionally, because some of us run more anxious, some of us run more depressed. Um, but if we sort of are curious about the part of us that has always felt that way, you know, mm-hmm. and is sort of responding to the here and now in ways that, you know, there's things that we can point to in the here and now, but usually it's not the the situation at hand isn't the origin of it. Right. So if we sort of look to like, what is the origin of this feeling and what is it, why does it keep showing up anger, rage, um, depression? If we imagine that there's a child that um, is hurting, Mm -hmm. we're much more likely to be less scared. We're much more likely to be curious and sort of, and also to imagine it's like nothing can change if we don't separate from it. Mm. That's what I learned from my, one of my beloved teachers, Sherilyn Brownstein, nothing changes. She said, nothing changes until we separate from it and love it. 
So if we're enmeshed with the inner child, if we're if we're walking around identifying as someone who is angry, as as depressed, and we think it's just our personality, then we can't change it. <laughs> we're just going to continue to live that out. But if we can if we can recognize that we are actually our depth, that we are the deeper self, and we are the witness that isn't any of the parts. And there, here it comes this younger part that experienced trauma, experienced whatever they experienced in childhood. That part needs us. That part needs us to help relieve it of the burden it's been carrying since childhood. Um, and so we can't, you know, if we just sort of like stay enmeshed, we can't, we're going to continue to live that way. So inner child work is really, it makes it really less scary because we can see the inner child. Sometimes it's scary just to pick, picture the child and we don't want to do it. And we're like, oh, or we're mad at the child or, um, and that's the work. There's, there's always a way in like the, it's, you know, in Gestalt, they call it, my, my background is in Gestalt therapy. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, they talk about grading the experiment. So if you see your inner child and you're, you're scared or you, or you're like enraged or whatever it is, you can like, then you bring support toward the one who's feeling enraged or the one who's feeling scared. So you, it's not really about even the inner child. It's about like being with whatever part <laughs> is present. Um, but you can start to through your imagination and working with your imagination. And it's, um, it's also really just really working with, you're working in a metaphysical realm because it's not just a fig. You're not just thinking about your inner child. It's actually like you're connecting to a part of yourself that's living and real, not to sound too abstract. Um, but you can start to build a relationship with that child. And, you know, and if that child is hurting, but you recognize like, Oh, this child, my pain body is outside of me. This is not me. Mm. Like, Oh, I feel like I can sit up straight. I have capacity. I know how to like nurture this child, you know, and all of us know how to, to do that. We think even if we're like scared or if we feel uncertain, we know how to, we know how to do that repair work, you know? So that's just like one way in which inner child work feels really like accessible because it makes it like um, tangible. Yeah. Our pain in ways is- where it's like, here you go. I can cuddle you and put you in my lap and, what do you need? What have you been carrying? Talk to me, you know? And so it begins this dialogue that's really essential to have, have to have unfold. Well, and it makes a lot of sense when you talk about the wholeness and that we are already whole, right? And there's an awakening happening, happening for ourselves through this work, because when you just said that about, you know, nothing changes until we separate from it. That's really, really helpful. I mean, if people just took that one piece away, because we do get so enmeshed in this is who I am and this is how I deal with things. And if we're willing to create just a little space and a little pause, and then I love the word that you use, like the pain body, and you can kind of attach any emotion to that. But if we bring curiosity to the emotion, it all of a sudden really doesn't seem so scary. And all of this is coming from within. It's all coming from within. It's a constant just recycling. And what really struck me when you were just describing that is it's really a recipe for living whole and and really being present in your life. Because imagine a world where we, we aren't afraid to feel because we know we have the tools to move through it. And mm. and even when you said um, you know, that it's really bearing testimony. That is so beautiful because we all, all those emotions of anger and fear and frustration that we all experience, there, I personally think they're really moments where we're screaming to be seen and heard. And to be 
to have a practice where we understand that we can do that for ourselves is a game changer. Absolutely. And so when people walk through your sessions, whether it's a month long session or it's a three month session or it's a six month session, what do you, what kind of patterns do you typically see in that, that arc of, mm. of working with you? What's kind of, what, what is the common flow for people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I work with um, folks that are pretty, pretty seasoned in their healing work. And, and a lot of folks come to me because, because of my views on depression, mm. they um, sometimes they are coming in a stage where they're in, in this like deep initiation. You know, I call it like depression an initiation if we hold it, we can allow it be like a birthing, it'd be a vehicle for birthing of self, right? And so, mm. in that way, part of the work I do feels like spiritual midwifery. Um, so and when so, you say that you get clients who are coming to you who are t- steeped in that moment, yeah, they're depressed. They're but they don't want. They know that they they trust it on some level, but they don't know what to do with it, or okay. they feel like they don't want to pathologize it either, and they they're curious about it and they want to move through it. Have it be held, yeah. And mm-hmm. it's my job to be like, you're okay, just like a midwife. It's like you're you feel like you're dying, but you're actually okay, you know. And I'm just like there to remind you that like you're in an initiation and it's finite, and you feel like you're going to be here forever, mm. but you're not, you know. <sighs> That's one version of the of the work is when folks are in active um, spiritual transformation, um, which is really profound and beautiful to be, you know, to to sit with <laughs> folks in that in that process. Um, other times, it's more like high level attunement, you know. So there's there's different ways in which I work with folks, but um, when it comes to learning like the skill set, you know, and some of the work that maybe you know the in this like offering that we're doing around inner child work, it's like giving people like a toolkit that helps them learn how to feel like successful and feel confident in their inner work because, um, you know, we're not yet taught like in school, you know, we're not taught how to relate. Our parents can't teach it. You know, the prior generations don't weren't in, in healing, weren't moving toward healing for most, for the most part. So like it's, it's new. Um, but there's a way in which that, to me, I, I get very, in- I'm interested in having the work feel productive and like there's traction mm. and you're not just like spinning a story. You're not talk, just talking and to like let off steam, but then you're going to go back to the pattern. It's like really looking at like what the root pattern is mm. and looking at where that's coming from um, and learning how to, when it comes to pain, like I call, I use this term transformational contact. It's like when you're being activated by life or you're feeling like, whether it's like through work stress or parenting or your, you know, partnership, whatever it is, it's like, you're going to continue to hit certain core themes that are going to be that you're in contract with (laughs) your core curriculum um, that is going to come up that um, can be like, I don't want to say resolved because we're never finished, but if we can move toward our material, what I call our like core material Mm -hmm. in a way that feels like, productive mm-hmm. by separating from the one by separating from the pattern by being able to like witness it then it can start to unwind so i'm do really you, interested in helping folks learn to feel in a way that helps them resolve rather than reinforce the feeling do you think i love this because we're gonna for anybody listening we're gonna get a little out there for just a second but yesterday <laughs> i was thinking about my own patterns mm-hmm. which i often do and i i would I love your terminology. I would say I'm in an activation moment. And I thought to myself, well, now's my chance. Now's my moment to mm. resolve this pattern. It's been showing up for decades. 
And I don't want to come back to relearn this lesson. (laughs) Do you think that that's what happens? Do you think, because I love what you just said about being in contract with our, you know, with our core themes and figure out how to unwind things. And it feels playful and it feels doable when you say it in that Mm. way. Right. And you can feel your energy and, um, and you can feel that you believe it's possible, which is so much of the journey. Do you think yeah. that that's what happens, that we get in contract and then we, those same bullet points roll into the next contract? Or do you think we can uh, unwind something and then, I'm just curious about your thought pattern there because I think to myself, man, I'm not coming back to learn this one again. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I always say like, you know, as much as I'm like, I love an efficient contraction and like, let's go to like, the, you know, like let's get the download and the teaching so we can keep it moving. Um, at the same time, you know, save some stuff for the next lifetime, right? So like, right. who knows? Um, there's, yeah. there's an endless bucket of what we can all be right. Cycling mm-hmm. through, but I, but what you just said is, is beautiful. Like how do we unwind the tightness, the places where we are tight and to consider depression and anxiety and deep fear of the unknown an activation mm that alone is really a game changer because it, it allows for hope and possibility and it, and it just innately breeds curiosity because the first question is, well, how is it an activation? And right there, you've made a little separation between yourself. Yeah. Or, yeah and what's happening. What the curiosity that you've been using. Cause it's, to me, it's like there's either judgment or curiosity. Ooh. Okay. Right. I'm plagiarizing someone. I don't know who's that, but like if you're, not if you're curious, then you'll be drawn in. You'll be you'll be interested. If you if you can be fascinated with your depression, with your anxiety, and kind of be like, what? And also this like organismic. Um, this is the gestalt, my gestalt background too. That our bodies are like self healing and self regulating. So every part of us is trying to take care of us, even mm. if it's through addiction, even if it's through things that don't serve us. You know. So if we can trust that and be like, how is this part? So how is this pattern serving me? How is it trying to, even if I hate its methodology, like, you know, to, to, to like repair trust with a body is really powerful. Oh my gosh. There's so much beautifulness here. Um, And, you know, your offering is just, all of your offerings are phenomenal. And I'm in deep gratitude to you for your, your willingness to share your, your gift through MAST and tell everyone how they can be in touch with you. Um, you have an incredible, for everyone listening, I would highly recommend following Astrid on um, Instagram because it's you will learn so much just in all of your posts are just so beautiful and there's really a lot of wisdom inside of all of it. And it feels so genuine and human, which is, it makes you believe, wow, if this woman believes that this is possible for me, I should believe that this is possible for me. So tell us how to get in touch with you. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for so much generous reflection today. Um, you know, AstridSchmidt.com <laughs> is my my name and my website or Astrid Schmidt on Instagram. That's a great way to to reach out. So, yeah. Beautiful. Well, this has been, I hope, the first of many conversations because there's so much to dive into. And um, I really think that the your approach can really it is really changing people's lives and has the potential to really have a huge impact because it's very welcoming and it's, it, it just, it feels safe and it, and it feels nourishing 
And I think when we feel safe and we feel like someone's listening, we're really willing to open up. So thank you for what you're doing. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I'm really passionate about ending suffering and mental health. So I'm glad glad that that's feeling resonant for you. you. I love it. And I can't wait to participate. Thank you all for joining us for this episode of Wellbeing, The Well Within You. I hope you join us next week as we continue to discuss all that makes us well. Be well, friends.